I'm Isander. And I'm Coda. And today we're going to be putting all your esoteric knowledge when it comes to Mongolian throat singing to good use. Because we're going to be talking about the White Scars, <laughs> the most criminally underrated legion of the... unique the... thing about Mongolian throat singing oh, no, is not, not the no. fact that it's the growl tones that they hit. It's the overtone whistling that you hear on top of that that makes it special. Oh god, we're not, we're not, we're doing... We'll do that, but we'll do that later. Uh, they are hampered not just by the difficulty of singing, but also by the difficulty it is to paint them. They have quite a few little intricate things that are actually quite difficult to paint... I assume lightning bolts aren't easy to paint. Well, you'll see when you're looking up images of the models. There's there's some intricacies. There's a bird that looks like a pain to paint that they have. (laughs) But this only serves to bury the gem that they really are because any Space Marine encounter is not thrilling for your average Joe. They are particularly not thrilling. (laughs) They're really high up there. Yeah. Yes. But before we get into that, you guys get to choose the next video. The White Scars 1, leaving us with Caiaphas Kane, Abhumis, and the Dark Eldar. Two more are going to get made. One more is going to disappear off into the ether. I would love Uh, to see the Abhumans. Don't put your finger on the scale. Let them decide. (laughs) Regardless, you vote by sounding off in the comments, and if none of those choices appeal to you, then leave what you want to see in the comments. That's how the White Scar showed up. That's how the Abhuman showed up. That's how Caiaphas showed up, too, so... Goes to show. There's a bunch of people singing in the comments, Caiaphas, Caiaphas, Yeah, no, from, from day one. So make your voice heard. that far in TTS, I'm sorry. We're not going to sing that. Hero of the Imperium. Yeah, so make your voices heard in the comments, and as always, nothing is too niche. Uh, you can also, for less than 10 bucks a month, get twice as many episodes, dose, and get access to the Discord, a bonus live stream every month, and a bunch of other perks, all while helping us keep all the various lights on in here. And you do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash Coda or just clicking the link at the top of the description, and you can get twice as much stuff as you already love in the Patreon that I have heard streets are saying is the most bang for your buck out there. That's 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 not me. That's what the, it's, the people are saying. So head on over if you want to support us and get a bunch of stuff. Now back to the terror that is a marine encounter for your average non-marine. <laughs> it is, in a word, harrowing. It is not thrilling. Marines are very very competent, and they have very way very. They have a myriad of ways of making you uncomfortable about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, an ultramarine you'll see in the field of battle, and he will twitch kill three of you, and the rest of his comrades will be firing perfectly in and out of sync with him. So there is never a break in the fire suppression, ever. You know how there's the the engineering marvel that is um, old um, World War One prop planes. Uh, where they have the gun mechanism is tied to the same timing chain as the engine, and so it'll it fires fire perfectly, perfectly through yeah, 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 yeah. the propellers. That, but people, yeah, it's horrifying. Uh, and that's th- those are the vanilla milk toast ones. There are ones who get kill counters and kill streaks. There are others who get to use flame weapons on you. Uh, the white scars, in specific, are some of the most terrifying because. While that is happening to you, it is happening to you very quickly, and they have a sense of humor about it. It's a wonder these guys aren't blue, because they gotta go fast. Yeah, they are known as the laughing killers, and when you go against them, you will more often than not smell gasoline in the air, see a cloud of dust, and then die. That 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 is all. It could be decapitation, it could be pinpoint accuracy, it could just be getting run over by a jet bike. Because <laughs> that will kill your average person. Yeah. 
That that'll do it. I'm I'm not built enough for a jet bike to take. You know. I mean, an SUV hitting you at thirty is enough to kill you if it hits you just yeah. right. Yeah. Also, by the way, fun fact: esoteric car knowledge coming in handy because these are the resident car guys of 40k. There is a bike powered by a jet engine. Oh, I love that. It's it's a real thing that Jay Leno owns, and it's the because you start cannot it, be street legal. No, you start it, and it sounds like a plane taking off. Cannot be street legal. Super cool. Maybe we'll insert it. Possibly. If not, Jay Leno has one for sure. Cannot be street legal. You'd be surprised. Half of the stuff he has isn't street legal, but that's the fun of it. <laughs> Half the stuff the white scars have isn't street legal. No, but fun fact: they are. They they get the whole speed. I am speed stick. Like Lightning McQueen, the whole nine. And it's one of those things where the Marines have been boiled down to their one facet really aggressively. There is more to them than speed, right? I would assume. But they also don't beat the speed allegations themselves. <laughs> they, they've got speed, but they've got other things going on, you know? They may or may not modify all of their vehicles to be faster. Which kind of chafes some of their brothers because it's not more reliable; it's just faster, it's more faster. Yeah. So that, no replacement for displacement. Oh yeah, they are no replacement. Well, no, they they're the type to twin charge an engine. If you know what that does, you know what that does. <laughs> Moral of the story is: there are Romans in space. There are Vikings in space. These guys are Mongols in space. That's that's really it. That's the other big chunk to their personality. And they get a huge inspiration from their homeworld because, I mean, look at Gilman's homeworld. It's just Rome, the planet. These guys are no exception. They have the homeworld of Mongolia, circa, circa 1206. <laughs> it is known as Chagoris. It is basically just the steps as a planet. Through and through. If you, and there are other terrains, sure. But we really only ever get art of one type of terrain, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a classic. It's a classic. I'm sure there is a lot more complexity to the Mongolian steppes, but, you know, mm -hmm. they're iconic. Yeah, yeah. And it's this, it's this, the open plane that's given this itch for freedom, for, they, they, they truly do, and part of why they love speed is, dude, I love feeling the wind run through my hair. We've it's, got so much room to just go fast, yeah. why not? And think about it, they're space marines with touch reflexes, this isn't, ooh, I'm doing 60, it's, no, I'm doing 200 and I can handle it. No, I'm doing 200 and this is my commuter pace. Listen, if I had that much room and that level of reflexes, I'd be doing it too. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. And this independence is one of the big differences they have uh, compared to their brothers. Because a lot of the Primarchs, even the goody-goody two-shoes loyal ones, are very d divine right to rule, for lack mm -hmm. of a better term. Uh, they, they really buy into the whole... And saying buy into isn't fair, because they are the embodiment of the great man theory. Uh, it's, it's this whole theory that if history is a car... Great men are the engine, right? Uh, it is the only thing that moves history forward is great individuals who step forward at the right place at the right time with the right skills. And if all of that happens in the right way, the whole planet can change in one lifespan. It's really jarring stuff. The big problem with this theory is it relegates your average Joe to the fuel for that engine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, as any car guy will tell you, or anyone who has 
driven a vehicle, not all engines are created equal, you know? There are screaming V10s and 12s that are just shocking in how much they can accomplish with one human lifespan. Truly, there are. Pontiac did also manage to sell cars somehow. <laughs> you know? I mean, so the old Firebird was okay. Sure, why not? But a 2007 Pontiac Grand Prix? No. No, there, there, and it's not just Pontiac either. There are some engines, some great men, who if you leave unsupervised for five seconds, will find Rome on fire. <laughs> and the engine's fiddling for some reason. So while relying on generational ta talent has its merit, it really does, uh... It's got its drawbacks. All, all things have their drawbacks. The biggest one being, I haven't even mentioned that, what if the talent doesn't show up? <laughs> okay, cool. History is driven by great men. The engine hasn't been delivered. We have everything. Why the... It's a crankshaft. Yeah. And this is a situation a lot of the legions find themselves in. Great car. Where's dad? <laughs> <laughs> Help? Somebody needs to pay the child support. It's been 10,000 years. I don't know how we're making rent anymore, okay? And the White Scars have avoided this dilemma by going for a more laissez-faire collectivist approach. It's, well, I think collectivist isn't the right word. It's more individualistic. They, they, they got emancipated at 16. Because individualistic would be the great man theory because the great man theory is the individual. But collectivist is... Yeah. It, the, each individual has more agency, therefore the collective is the great man. However, it is not individualistic in the way that the great man theory is. You, you get what I mean. Linguistics. It's an important distinction to make. They got emancipated at 16, and they did fine. Uh, they're rooming with their buddies right now. They've got a podcast going. It's it's going okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the white scars... Are, I don't know why that does not apply to either of us. So that was very specific. Yeah, I know. It was just a specific image of, oh, yeah, that works. Yeah, that, that works. Uh, the, the white scars are like if, if most Space Marine Legions are a traditional factory where we are just churning stuff out. The white scars are the kind of factory where doesn't matter if it's CEO, doesn't matter if it's the night shift janitor. If you see something wrong, you say it and everything stops. What's, All at once. What's that one uh, maxim that the uh, Toyota company operates under? Just in time? No. No. Oh, God, we're getting into... Oh, God, but they, they, they run by that same rule. It doesn't matter if you're the janitor. Oh, if you yeah. say if, if you, you see something, something wrong, that's you can, like you can stop the wrong, you can hit the big red button, <laughs> and your CEO or someone will come down and go, "What the hell is wrong?" Why'd you hit the big you red point button? at that, and they go, "Oh, shit, that was bad." We, thank you for actually hitting yeah. that big red button. Yeah, uh, the white scars very much so prefer it if they, they they want you to have that individual agency. They want they'd rather you press the button, come down, and it was nothing than you never press the button. Why is everything on fire? You know, you will get in far more trouble for that than the other one. You may, you may get a talking to because, hey, you stopped the Tacoma line for five minutes. <laughs> we kind of print money with that thing. Why'd you do that? But it's, You better have a valid justification for having hit the big red button. But if you do, it's not like they're going to fire you. 
Yeah, it's not gonna, yeah, I don't think I've never worked for Toyota. I don't know. And if I, they wouldn't want me working for them because I would push for another LFA, which is a huge financial misstep. But man, is that thing insane. Uh, <laughs> so while individually the white scars may not be like the same heights that the other Primarchs reach, as a group, they're, 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 they're not kind bad. Of, yeah, they're they, not they, bad. They tend to, they don't have as many like, oh, this is Calgar. Oh, this is Cato. But, you know, the various, the, the, the various jobber white scars are more competent than, what? You just named Ultramarines. Just well, okay, because the Ultramarines have a bunch of them. Let's move on. Okay, the, the of Ultramarines course the Ultramarines have yes, a bunch of them. Yes, the Ultramarines are the of embodiment of course, of course the Blueberries have a bunch of them. Uh, what, whatever. Move along. Whatever. Uh, despite being so Mongolian that it hurts, they're actually not recruited from there at all. Or, really? like, you know the way every every single legion started on Earth in some regard and from somewhere on Earth? And because it's 40k, everything is documented to such an absurd degree that we know vaguely where it was. They were not Mongolian. Really? It's like Greenland or Iceland. One of them. Yeah. Okay. Right? Odd. Well, Iceland makes sense because they're pretty flat and plainy, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Well, I don't know. I've never been to Iceland. Well, it's, well, hold on, no. it's not icy. No, hold on. Iceland. Iceland is green, Greenland is icy. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. For always, some reason. Always confused. It's the funniest joke they could have pulled on everyone for the longest time. I would do the same thing if given naming rights. What matters is they had the unimaginably cool name of the Star Hunters. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, unimaginably cool. As you can imagine, with a name like that, they took things more seriously back in the day. They were a bit more stoic. Uh, they still did the whole hit and run thing. They were still very mysterious, but they also did not take orders from you unless they respected you. <laughs> and they respected only the one guy. Yeah. Big E. That yeah. was it. So, <laughs> and so they, and, and also unlike a bunch of the other sons who were inhabiting Earth at the time, they weren't as glory driven, let's say, as some of their brothers. You know, it's not like uh, the Ultramarines who have to earn a title with every battle, every single time, no matter what. You know? Well, it makes sense. The white scars aren't all about this guy, this specific guy, yeah. this guy, yeah, it's, this guy, it's more the like guy. The it's more like we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you remember the did the choreo? No, that's the exact choreo. It's bounce, 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 bounce overhead and look. Oh yeah, it's a High School Musical, right? I never yeah, watched it's high, it. yeah, it's High School Musical. I watched it. I I seem like the type. You Never do. Seen it. Uh, yet another inversion of um, tropes. Because <laughs> you're the guy who likes American muscle, and I'm the guy who likes finicky German things that will break on me every single time. <laughs> <laughs> they they were so against this whole honor and glory thing that they were often referred to as the forgotten sons. It also helps to forget something if there is not much of it. And there were not many of them at the time oh. because they took things very seriously, including their independence and their ability to stand on their own. Meaning if you found a star hunter starving on the street, he would sooner die than ask for a crumb. Ah. Yeah. 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 It's a very good thing hmm. that Jagatai Khan was found when he was. Because if he wasn't, this is another legion that would not exist. Did he walk in the same way as Vulcan? Was just like, listen, guys, I respect the hustle, but there are just some tweaks we need to make to this whole formula that 
if we don't, we're just going to die out. Pretty pretty much. Pretty, that's pretty much what happened. He had them... Well, first it's covered Chagoras, the place he, he was born in. At landed is the most accurate thing. It is a planet that is just the Eurasian steppes. And because it is... I'm not joking about that, by the way. And because it is 40k, and nothing in 40k can ever be subtle, uh, Jagatai Khan is a real close name to Genghis Khan's son. Really? Mm-hmm. What's Genghis Khan? I mean, I know he it's, had it's Chagata, a lot of like CH. Ah, but I, I, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. I'll be honest. That, that, honestly, that's close enough that that could be like a a a, a language like form. A- anglicization, basically. Uh, and an anglicization, or if you look into the difference between Chinese and Japanese, there are different Japanese pronunciations see, for words that mean. are so similar yeah. to Chinese that it's like they're the same word. It's because they are the same word. Uh, yeah, I, I see that. Uh, yeah, he was named after specifically son number two of fifty two thousand three hundred twenty eight. I was like I had just said. <laughs> I know, I know. Genghis had a lot of sons. Yeah. Um. The best way to describe Genghis Khan's impact is he chagged on such a level that it has had an impact on the genetic code of about sixteen million people. Yeah. A non-insignificant portion of the global population is, is related somehow to related Genghis to him Khan. because. He got a round. Yeah. He did a lot of... Th- In fact, fun fact, despite Jagatai Khan being the, the resident Khan reference, mm-hmm. Genghis Khan is in 40k. He's a proper demon. <laughs> he, he is a proper demon. It, it, no, no, no. Here's the question. Is he a, demo, uh, is he a demon of corn? Or of is he a cor- demon of slanesh? Of course it's corn. Of course it's corn. Now, I'll be fair. Genghis got around. I'll be fair. This is A, really old lore. B, not the most canon thing. Uh, well, it's, it's okay, listen, there is a demon running around, and you'll see the image, and it looks just like Genghis Khan. Really? And you hear it described, and he gained a claim for slaughtering untold millions on horseback. And you're like, well, there's only one guy who really did that in uh, human history, right? Uh, that's, that's just de facto Genghis Khan he, in 40k. However, it does open, if they admit that, it opens up the really, really sketchy rabbit hole of what other horrible individuals throughout history could be demons in 40k i can already think of one man with a rather hilarious mustache yep and it's not charlie chaplin let me just get ahead of that Mm. yeah and so that's part of why they haven't confirmed it because it's a slippery slope it's it's that reminds me of the the exact same lore debate in the the cars community is there a what No, 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 no. You can't say this. Expand. Expand on this. (laughs) So, I I guess fans of Cars noticed one small detail, one small detail in the movie Uh that would connect through a couple degrees of separation to World War II, which means there had Uh... to have been a Cars World War II. Which means there had to have been a uh, Cars leader of Germany during World War II. Oh, dear. And honestly, I want to see how far they can extrapolate that back. When are we going to get the Cars Franz Ferdinand? You, that is such a rabbit hole because 
Cars, cars are based on real cars sometimes, like Sarah, Sally Carrera. And there's no German company on earth that wants that reputation. Let me just tell you that right now, for free, none of them want that. They're trying really hard to forget that bit, actually. So it's very hard considering you can find logos on. Hold on. Wait, does that mean that there's a Sedan Hussein? Okay, well, the whole the, the the whole arc of this channel may have just changed. It may be <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a lot of fun you can have with this. There's there, you can go very far with this. And this is why you always double check everything before it ever makes it to the animation floor. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, back to the despot of the day, Genghis Khan. The, <laughs> the white scars have ripped quite a bit out of uh, the, the Mongolian culture. Uh, they've, there's, there's words that they have that are just straight up ripped from the Mongolian. They're just, they're just Mongolian. And Turkic dialects. So, so it, it it is a little. It's a, it's a it's it's a small case of we just ripped the word, not the whole language. Mm. So even though they speak a language and it sounds really close to Mongolian, you translate a bunch of it, and it's not. I, I keep saying this. So it's very similar to Dune, where they take a bunch of um, Arabic languages of various dialects and they kind of just oh, yep mash it together it all vaguely sounds right but it's not anything that's because if i remember correctly if i remember correctly there's like arabic in there there's a bunch of hindi in there there's a bunch of i think there's some farsi in there too but i i, I can't remember yeah and it's all anglicized too so it can be mistranslated pronunciation wise yeah it's it's that same case in 40k and to further uh, solidify this link. Uh, get, he I almost said Genghis Khan. Jack Attack Khan landed on a planet that was stuck. It's it's easy to mix them up. Uh, stuck oh, stuck in the um, kind of like beginnings of the gunpowder era. Really? Just just about because forty k has a real issue with technological homogeny. Uh, so you will have planets that are where we are right now with cameras and cell phones and internet and we put a man on the moon like 60 years ago that was really cool right mm -hmm. I think it was more than 60 years ago and then you'll have planets that are medieval properly medieval but even on that medieval planet you will have massive mech knights and so the to be fair that is really cool I do it's such really, a cool aesthetic I love that aesthetic right but it leads to and the reason behind this is for the aesthetic, yeah. let's be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a that's the background reason, but it it does lead to planets giving a space where you can have a planet. It's basically just Mongolia, circa the 1200s, and it's believable. Yeah, and this planet is exactly that. It is ruled by one guy, one knob, we'll call him, and he basically herded every single Mongolian horseman into one area and just let them have at it. Kind of like a battle royale situation. I'm not going to deal with it. This area is boring. There's no gold man, whatever. So he gathered up every warrior and said, go play Fortnite in real life. And they did. And they did. Yeah. Oh, they, they love fighting. Yeah. They love fighting. So they were they, they immediately started cannibalizing themselves. Uh, a big part of their culture is the beauty of battle itself. So they, they were laughing and having a good time while maiming each other. 
Uh, this place was called the Empty Quarter, and just because it was the Empty Quarter, there was stuff there, just nothing worth it. Uh, the big guy in charge would occasionally send in hunting parties, kind of like the most dangerous game situation of, ooh, look, that's where we put all the barbarians, so good luck at it. And here you go. It's it's that kind of a situation yeah. uh, where they can still kill you, but you're walking in with modern technology, dude. They're, you're probably going to bag one, and it's not that impressive. Uh, Jagatai landed right there and was immediately recognized as being something great. Now, it's said it's because he had the fire of battle in his eyes. I personally think it's because, like Martha and John Kent, this thing descended from the stars and blasted my barn apart. <laughs> Last time I checked, that's not how kids are made. Something wacky's going on here. And so, <laughs> whatever the book wants to code it as, he was immediately recognized as something standout. And he was treated as such. He was groomed from birth to become the guy in charge of his tribe because there's there a very fractured and tribal kind of a situation. And uh, it is at this point that the neighboring tribe commits the cardinal sin of <laughs> slaughtering the protagonist's father. <laughs> because... What a classic. John Kent has to tell you no as the tornado swallowing him alive, I suppose. What? So... God, that scene upsets me. What a God, that scene upsets me so much. But so, so the, the neighboring tribe does that, and they very swiftly realize that despite Jagatai Khan being level-headed by Primark standards and very calm by Primark standards, you still don't want to make a Primark mad. Yeah, there's still a snapping point. Yes, and he completely annihilated them. I say this a lot in 40K. I do not mean beat them thoroughly. I do not mean beat them within an inch of their life. Men, women, children, gone. That genome was extinguished. Yeah. I was going to I was going to reference Star Wars. Well, he, <laughs> I killed all of them. He Tuscan Raiders children them. too. Yeah. Then you said annihilated a genome, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. This is, After that, he took a breather and then said about uniting everyone in the empty quarter, which after witnessing that, a lot of them were like, sure. Okay. <laughs> please don't kill me. <laughs> it's, please? It's less, please don't kill me, and more. Because again, they, they love battle, and Jagatai Khan isn't a despot. He wasn't, I will take away your freedom and restructure you. He was just... Let's unite and get out of this crappy situation. To which they looked at the guy who just slaughtered one whole tribe and went, yeah, okay, sure. If anybody can do it, you can. Yeah, if anyone can do it, you can. And so, long story short, he succeeded at this because of course he did. Of course he did. He's a Primark. He's a protagonist moment. Mm -hmm. And he's going out on a hunting party. Things are going fantastic. Avalanche hits him and one of the hunting parties finds him. So, things go from bad to terrible for the hunting party. <laughs> None of them make it back. None of them. It doesn't matter if it's a Primark trapped in an avalanche. It's still a Primark. Yeah. You're still, you're not locked in here with, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> uh, so they sent back, what? well, not they, Jagatai Khan sent back one guy. Like, I'm talking the level of wounded where he knew he will arrive at the despot's place. Say, like, this is the guy who got me and then die. Which is, which is exactly what happened. Fortunately, that was the despot's son, so uh, a whole war started about this. That would be a whole war type thing, yeah. <laughs> it does not go well for him. Yeah. Does not. This is a Primark. Where he unites the planet overnight, effectively. Uh, you may as well <laughs> replace the word Primark with protag. They're both P words. 
Yeah, yeah. He comes with them. Uh, they do the whole nine, like, hit-and-run tactics, blotting out the sun with arrows, the whole nine. There's this really fun bit where the prim- uh, the despot is on the back foot and is constantly hiding, and Jagatai Khan's basically going from city to city and going, is he in here? If he's not, there'll be consequences. <laughs> and everyone is just going, no, but we saw him go that way. <laughs> and the con's like, okay, cool. You want to join me? And yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, please why not? <laughs> yeah, please don't be mad. And there's this like smoldering city behind them because he is he is the Genghis Khan. He's letting them smolder just to mm. let the next door village know. Yeah, just to let them know. Hey, this is this, this is, is what's going on. Yep. And it is at this point, conveniently after he deposed the previous despot, that Dad arrives, the Emperor, and he does the whole you know good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm your dad. Blah blah blah. Come on. Join they have me. a very weird relationship. Uh, because for the most part, you can really sum up the emperor's relationship with his sons in one word, good or bad. Pretty, pretty much from, from the beginning too. some of them, you just see how they started and you went, yeah, of course he became a traitor. Of course. Uh, they have a very odd one. Um, because it's, it's the unlikely pairing of Miss Independent and the Turbo Tyrant. (laughs) So there's. Bit of disagreement there, but critically, Miss Independent here is still siding with the Turbo Tyrant. And we'll cover that whenever Miss Independent, Jagatai Khan, gets it's his very, own episode. It's very unique. Yeah, it's very unique. Very unique uh, attachment For style. now, he got command of the Star Hunters, who he immediately renamed to the White Scars. And first thing he did was gather them all because they were all over the place. They were scattered. Like I said, they don't take orders from anyone, including each other. But they probably cordon themselves off into like friend groups. Yeah. Just like, oh, hey, we're buds. Let's go hunt stuff. Thankfully, Primarchs seem to have this. Uh, sorry. Uh, Space Marines seem to have this thing in their heads that lets them know that's obviously dad. So they, they tend to listen to them no matter how stubborn they tend to be. Uh, so they were all gathered together and they were immersed in Chagorian culture, as well as a bunch of recruits coming in to fill in those who had starved to death. They weren't they didn't literally starve to death, but lots and lots and lots of war without asking for help, will thin your numbers. That'd do that to you. Yeah. And so a lot of them were reinforced with Chogorian help, and that is how we got to the modern White Scars, who maybe got their name because of a Chogorian tradition where you scar your face and then basically pound in white ash to give it that look. Give it a white scar. Yeah, exactly. That's that's one way they could have had it. Uh, The other way is the armor that they, (laughs) they wear everywhere uh, is stark white with a scar through it or it could have just been the name of a tribe from his home world whichever one you prefer it's There's one a of, lot of them uh right now they share jagatai's dream of uniting the whole all of humanity under one banner and they mainly do that through battle like all things in the imperium uh they but they them specifically is it's a love thing this is a hobby they're doing this for the love of the game, not because Dad told me to. They, they like I would have done this anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dad's just pointing me in the right direction <clears throat> to be doing this. Exactly. And something really neat that Jagatai Khan did is, specifically once you know the reinforcements came in from his world and the Earth ones were healthy again, uh, he mixed them up. Really? Yeah. He, he deliberately took them and mix, mishmashed them so that they would get to experience a bunch of other cultures, a bunch of other outlooks, and they could really individually develop. Because that is something that really helps individual development, seeing things through other people's lenses in new ways. That's, that's pretty good. good and that's how, that's how Jagatai Khan avoided the whole, oh, well, I was the original one from Earth. Who are these new losers? And why are they coming in at such a fast rate? Because nobody knew. They got mixed up so hard. They got mixed up so hard. It was like, it doesn't matter. That's a white scar. 
Does not matter. Honestly, I know him. He's competent. He's my brother. Okay. Jagatai Khan? Based? Big brain? Incredibly? He's, he's, he's good at this. He's good at this whole leadership thing without really wanting to be a leader. <laughs> Which the best leaders tend to be the ones who don't want it. The power hungry ones are the ones you don't want. Um, regardless, the one of the more interesting things about him is... There's this old story that runs around, this old chestnut, about how... Slanesh had originally wanted Jagatai as her first pick, Sl- their first pick. Slanesh? Yeah, not Fulgrim. Y- you mean? Yeah, you, you, yeah. You mean not Angron? No, Slanesh got Fulgrim. Angron was gotten by Corn. You guessed oh, in the previous episode. I mean. You so, guessed that Corn would want Jagatai. Yeah. No, it was Slanesh who wanted Jagatai. In, huh. Again, it's an old story passed down. Slanesh wanted him. Yeah. Why would they want? Well, because Fulgrim is one of the big things about Fulgrim is he's very high art, very high culture, very you know it's that very Western European hedonistic kind of. And so all Slanesh had to do was walk up to him and go, "Hey, do you want to shag while listening to Beethoven?" Yeah, exactly. Mona Lisa's on that wall too. You can look at it instead. It's it's not nouveau riche. It's not old money, but it's not nouveau riche either. It's my dad made a ton of money. Mm. It's that level of culture. My dad made a ton of money, and yeah. now I get to eat grapes and look at paintings all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, the white scars are also very cultured in their own way too. It's just a different, more Eastern culture. Mm-hmm. So there, there's still that link there, and also they really like battle. Ah, they really like battle. <laughs> Like, they they truly do get to do what they love, and the only thing that staves it off from being in excess is this constant internal effort to regulate that. The, the reason they're so level-headed and calm is because if they weren't, you'd have Slaneshi worshipping White Scars, which I would bought, be so cool, by the way. I bought the whole speedometer. I want to use the whole speedometer. But the red line's not a red line. It's purple line, mm-hmm. and it, mm, mm, okay, I will resist the urge. Plus, I mean, you, you, you look at it, and, well, I'll be, I'll be dead honest. Sanguinius was first pick for all the Chaos Gods. Oh, absolutely. First pick. He works with almost all of them, save for maybe Nurgle. Pretty much. But you look at, you look at Jagatai Khan. He's a happy family with his, with his buds, the Blood Angels. That'll happen in the, in the Sanguinius episode. <laughs> you look at Jagatai Khan and yeah, I could, I could, I could see it. I could see the speedsters falling for it. I mean, because at, at first you're like, oh yeah, Slanesh, they're just, they're just the, the, the god of horny. It's the god of excess. It's the god of excess, not yes. the god of horny. The god of horny is a stereotype. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's you hear people describe their hobbies, and sometimes it does sound a little horny. I've heard many a car guy describe cars in ways that I've only heard women get described. <laughs> I've heard people describe cars, and it's like they're describing it in such a way where it's like, are you are you at half mast right now? Uh, no, I'll be. I'll, I will be dead honest. There's some car. I promise you now. There are some cars out there that sound so good they have gotten someone at half mast, if not full mast. That's a promise. Don't look at me. Are you <laughs> but, sure? Yes, I'm positive. Okay. No, the, the 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 closest thing 
to give a frame of reference for the, the levels with which they truly love this, and this is why they have the speed reputation too, is it's the equivalent of, and this may only make sense to like five car guys in the comments tops, but those five are gonna love it. It's the equivalent of the type of person who loves cars. I don't just mean loves cars, I mean loves cars. Drives an old rally or track legend with a race clutch and transmission, has no heating, has no interior, the seats are god awful, the thing rattles, I can hear the engine at any speed possible, and the windows are decorative. I am sweating, I have gone around the block, and I have the vapors, and need a minute, but I love this thing. That's the kind of person it is. It, it is it is the true, I just love motoring and I don't care what it costs or how painful my leg is after this. <laughs> Jesus. That's a real thing, by the way. I've, I've seen, I've heard people describe driving certain cars and it, it, it feels like a feat of athleticism. It, I've I, I've I mean, driven know, some cars. And I know left I know people who drive with like heavy clutches, oh. and it's just like every day is a leg day. Just left leg, no. Oh, oh just just left leg. Just left leg, for no. sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, they did not overdo it. They uh, have not fallen to Slanesh, uh, and a big part of why is because, like Sanguinius, Jacatai insists they have hobbies. So go work on your jet bike. Go knit. <laughs> go knit. Paint. Do something. Go speed on Mario sixty four, whatever. Just that that's probably the one. Oh yeah, that's yeah. probably throat the one. singing too, probably. Oh oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah yeah yeah. Horseman like you know like a horseback archery, that 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 kind yep. of. What what is that? Uh, I don't know if it's an Olympic sport where they they kind of like prance about with the horses, do tricks. Oh, you don't watch the... I'm asking the wrong one. You are not, like, into sports in any I, capacity. I, do I fit into neither of the Venn diagrams that you are asking me to fit into, and that is Olympics enthusiast... You don't watch any sports. ...and, and horse girl. I am okay, neither... you are closer to horse girl than watching any sport on planet Earth. Let us start there. I am neither a horse girl nor a sports <laughs> enthusiast of any kind. <laughs> Okay, whatever. That 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 moral of the story is Jagatai wanted them to have other outlets because that is how you That's how you become a multifaceted person. Yeah. And you don't full send into one thing. You you can you can really easily see why the white scars are so like each individual white scar is such a menace, so to speak, because a, he's ensured that mindset-wise, they are very multifaceted by having them encounter different beliefs and different people throughout their whole lives. And then B, they're also multifaceted because he has them do other congratulations, you're a great warrior. Go learn how to juggle. I did. I'm good at it. I can juggle like 10 at a time. <laughs> and and so this well-roundedness paired with this, uh, there's real tinges of uh, Eastern spiritualism going on. Uh, not any one in specific. They just kind of opened up the box and ripped up whatever they could find. I'm talking Confucius. I'm talking all of it. All of it. A little bit of Sun Tzu, the art of war. Like it, when we, when we, they when just took... From everything, when we, when you, which is fine, it's cool. At the beginning, when you talked about the, they would literally just rather starve themselves on the side of the street, not asking anyone for any food, than, or they would rather starve themselves on the side of the street than ask anybody for food. <laughs> that immediately rung a bell in my head of just like, there is a, there is a, there's a Buddhist allegory about that. That's right before Buddha achieves enlightenment. Yeah, 
So, so they, they have this weird grab bag mishmash of ideas from there. Um, and it's also part of why their psychers are not as prone to blowing up and causing problems. <laughs> because psychers do occasionally blow up and cause problems. <laughs> and so they, and, and, and fun fact about the White Scars, there's this whole drama about using psychers for a long time. Because again, they blow up and cause problems. And uh, they they were on the side of uh, let's let's keep them away. No 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 no. Let's keep using them, but you know show them restraint. Mm. Unfortunately, the guy who had to defend the case for Psychers was Magnus, who's not known for his charisma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and even if they didn't care about that, they value freedom at its most fundamental level. So I don't care if I want to use them. Everyone should be able to. You know, yeah. so it, it, it's it's it doesn't matter what I want personally. You should have the ability to use psychers if you want. It, you're not my company. I I don't want to use them. I don't care. So whatever. But you go ahead. I don't. No. Personally, they're not my thing. But it's not like I'm going to stop you. Yeah. Um. They are somehow codex compliant. You would think that they are not, but they they are. They seem like the type to go. You know, rules. What rules? Rules are meant to be broken. Okay. Jagatai is not as obtuse as some of his brothers. He's actually fairly charismatic. And so a lot of the time he will say, yeah, sure, I'll definitely do that. And then just won't. So he'll avoid the argument and do whatever the hell he wants anyway. And it's a win-win. And so when this whole book was pitched, Jagatai was like, okay, cool. This is fine. We'll do this. But, you know, just... he, didn't, he didn't pitch a whole fit like some of his brothers did. But he did follow it pretty well um they have it also helps that there's not too many of them uh, <laughs> they they do still have a deep connection to their own culture even the successor chapters and they even have a whole like hunger game situation uh where winner gets to go back home and see what like oh this is where the con group this is where the original chapter formerly they, came they have from. like a full like home tour yeah yeah exactly and hi i'm jagged tycon and welcome to my crib well jagged tycon's no longer giving tours of his crib He's breaking and entering into several other cribs. <laughs> He's, it'll come up in his own episode, I promise. <laughs> their captains are called cons, obviously. Of course. Uh, their chapter master is the great con. Of Right. Of course. They have the position known as the master of the hunt, which we covered in the Patreon episode. That we did. Um, it's effectively the guy who crosses out names from their version of the Book of Grudges. You spite them in any way, your name winds up there. There's a lot of fun names on there. Abaddon's on there. So is Nemesaur Zandric and Oberon. It's a hilarious story that we also covered on our Patreon. <laughs> they have they this book of grudges. This list is is called is stored in their fortress monastery, which looks like Dracula's castle. <laughs> it is the most traitor looking thing I think of all the loyalist fortresses, and that is because it is atop a mountain that scrapes the stars. One room in that mountain is constantly being struck by lightning. And the path up to the mountain and the greater fortress is lined by pikes with the people from that list's heads on them. <laughs> and somehow they're loyal. <laughs> Do you see how Slaanesh would have had a field day with all of this? Oh, absolutely. Do this would have been... Slaanesh, Slaanesh would, have been... would have had a heyday just decorating the exterior. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, they, on top of leaning into their very Mongolian heritage, they also really, and, and speed, they also really, really, really lean into the lightning thing. They have a head chaplain, and he is the voice of the storm. You can guess whose bedroom is being hit by lightning bolts all the time. It's probably that, guys. Uh, they also have storm seers, storm. who are just their librarians. Storm 
They, they, they see that's the that's their that's their magic division. I see. The storm is not a physical storm. It's the storm that is the warp. Yep. Uh, they're the ones who get to pick the next great Khan, and they're the ones who actually named Jagatai Khan like the great Khan of his homeworld. Really? They didn't have a choice. The guy conquered the whole world. <laughs> you know, it's more of a formality thing. He was the great Khan. It's it's like after the president is elected and then there's a whole inauguration. It's a formality. He's already like it's done. It's a victory lap, basically. <laughs> You know, like it's done. It's a wrap. He could start January 1st if he wanted to, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> well, technically he couldn't, but. You know. I mean, yeah, what, whatever day it is, there does not need to be the whole process. But they, they were the ones who were in charge of that whole process. They are also the ones who pick up and train all the newbies. So they're the ones who choose you out, which I imagine must be a very odd thing to be chosen by a storm seer. <laughs> but that is very fun. And uh, for the most part, they tend to fight with nothing but land speeders <laughs> with it's it's a stupid amount of bikes and land speeders and vehicles um this does mean that for example their artillery division is it's a little bit lacking king yeah you know not great they don't seem like the type to want to keep something in one place which is what artillery does mm -hmm. it's also part of why they do not have too many dreadnoughts uh, a lot of people under the assumption that they are none whatsoever but they do have them. They, I assume there are at least a couple fast dreadnoughts. If anyone were to find out how, it would be the White Scars. It would be the White Scars. However, just kill me. <laughs> That's the, the, the average White Scars opinion of being put in a dreadnought. Just kill me. I would rather be fat. I'd rather be dead than not fast. Yeah, exactly. It is, yeah, it'd be like if you were a motoring enthusiast and you became a quadriplegic. It's, you can you can't drive too much with your teeth, you know. No. Right? You can try. I'm sure someone's figured it I'm out. I'm sure someone has I'm figured it out. I'm positive because in this day and age you can do almost anything still. It's, oh yeah. It, that's one of the coolest things about modern medicine. The amount of stuff we are able like this, there's so many things that even a hundred years ago, dead. You were dead. You had no place in society. One of my favorite one of my favorite things, one of my favorite but, things yeah. is the um oh god, I can't remember what it's called, but mm -hmm. it's like it's it's like the um it's it, it it is the for everyone controller that Xbox has, and its main module is like two big buttons with a couple smaller ones. But the nice thing about this thing is, for any form of of disability that you might have, this controller will allow you to add modules to it, even ones I think you can make yourself that will hand you can hand curate your own controller that will work for you perfectly. Did not know that. It's just one module to start with, and, and then, then you, you can build out you can whatever, build out whatever need you is. need. Yeah. And it's one of the coolest things mm -hmm. ever. That's that's really cool. It's just it's 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 one of those things on the very, very long list of things that modern medicine is doing that is so cool, but so expensive. Oh, I assume. Oh yeah. my god. Like there's there's now modules where you you can give people a rudimentary form of sight again who've never had it. Mm -hmm. Huge deal. Oh yeah, I promise you, it costs almost a million dollars. Absolutely, like like there's these whole arms that can connect to your spinal cord. Huge deal. Promise you, it costs over a million dollars. Oh yeah, but it'll get cheap someday, and that's the cool thing. That is the cool thing. Yeah. Cheap. 
<laughs> it'll never be. It'll never be like, oh, you know, it's pennies. Let me just swap out my arm. It's still but, going to be the expenses of a very invasive surgery surgery to attach this arm to, to you my spinal cord that is also attached to your spinal and cord. And I promise you, there'll be like a legal release this thick for yeah, because they're they're opening up your spinal cord. Yeah, but the white scars would would take that release any day of the week. They would sign that. In an instant, if it meant they could still feel the wind on their face, they could still go out and do what they love. They really don't like dreadnoughts. They have them. They're probably quicker than most dreadnoughts. But they... The people going in them don't want to. But the people outside of them do still respect them. The next step mm-hmm. in dreadnought in innovation. What? A jet dreadnought. Oh, they would have one. Um... I mean, to be fair, those things are so big and heavy. If you put a jet engine on the back of it, it'd be a weapon by virtue of just large object moving forward. A jet trot. <sighs> and there goes the disappointment. You always deliver. Uh, they do have a very cool and flowery name called Uhan Solban, which actually does translate into something... Well, in, in canon, it, it translates to the Guardians of the Twilight and Morning I, Evening Stars. I would, I, would assume, I would assume that this is 40K doing the 40K thing, where L. Johnson doesn't literally translate of the forest. Mm, kind of. But, but what this means vaguely is it's the Guardians of like the, the, the Morning, the Evening, and the Twilight Stars. Mm-hmm. Really cool thing. Really cool. Closest thing in actual Mongolian is losing one's mind, which is still fitting. <laughs> and I really hope that's on purpose. I really hope that's on purpose. Listen, if that, if I was hitting 220 on a jet pike, I would also scream, I'm losing my marbles. Oh, no. no, no, that's what they call people interred in dreadnoughts. Oh. Yeah. Suddenly got darker, didn't it? Extremely. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> um, we have not gone over destroyer squads yet. Uh, quick and dirty. It's the war crime division, mostly used during the heresy. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up in this episode is because they have a very fun take on the destroyer squads. Not every Primarch liked these, by the way. Vulcan, despite being the primary the primary flamethrower user, did not enjoy them. And to be fair, there's a difference between flamethrowers and the worst napalm imaginable with a gamma gun behind it. It's it's really mean stuff. It is really mean stuff. But Jagatai is a bit of a pragmatist. So he was like, okay, cool. We can use them. And so he gave them this really cool all red with white striping design and this kind of Oni look on their shoulders. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, and it's so cool. Oh, that's really cool. And I've seen people who've painted models and made custom models and they gave them like an Oni helmet too. And it, it really fits and gives them this kind of considering their title is the dark sons of death it gives them this really demonic feel that oh I, yeah oh it's, it's very so it's very cool, aesthetic. cool uh they only really answered to jagatai and they are rarely deployed but when they do it is not great it they are quite literally seen at, like they're seen like oni it's a bad omen that they're here now yeah something has gone horribly wrong that we have had to use these if, guys if the white scars are fighting and they see them they go oh huh. Great. Yeah, I'm going to need to pray over this. <laughs> I'm going to need prayer and a therapist. <laughs> yeah. During the Great Crusade, for the most part, they were an accessory. They didn't do very much. I'll be, I'll be dead honest. Uh, <laughs> they, did, they did some things. They killed a few Eldritch Abominations, but uh, 
it's not like Horace did, where he got top billing for the entirety of the Great Crusade. We knew exactly what he was doing at every phase, and he was constantly doing something important. There, there are, we can tell that some of the writers have their favorites when it comes to Primarchs. And also, you know, the, the Great Crusade is being revised as we speak. It's being touched up. Uh, during the heresy, they, they really do start doing some interesting things, because they were in a weird place. A lot of the Primarchs, you could tell from the beginning, like I said. Horus has turned traitor. Okay, Mortarian's obviously a traitor. That's cool. Percherabo's obviously a traitor. This is easy. Uh, Dorn, Gilliman, they're goody-goody two-shoes. They're with Dad, obviously. Jekyll Khan's a bit of a weirdo and a loner. Yeah. Nobody knew where he was going to land. Because he's... He is both, like... He has a lot of respect for Dad, but he's very much so an individualist, which... Does not like tyrants. Dad is not, not, not mm -hmm. really on the whole individual. Listen, you can be an individual if you still feed yourself into the gap, like the machine that I need to keep working. Well, the best way I've ever heard the emperor described is by his third best friend, <laughs> who has this. 40k is so wacky and fun. Uh, the emperor's third best friend is an augmented superhuman, and he has this weapon that he wields that will immediately give whoever he kills with it. He will get all of their memories after he kills them. Every single one up until the point of death, meaning he will feel the fear that they felt upon encountering him. And he's a custodes, so it's quite a bit of it's fear. It's a lot of fear. Moral of the story is, I love it as he's thinking through his life and the many lives he's taken, the thousands of lives he's taken, and he can hear all their voices and how they died and what their flaw is and how they viewed certain things, how they viewed him. And every time he thinks on the emperor with all these lens, one word rings out from all their voices, which is tyrant. <laughs> So that that's gotta get to you at some point. And they were still best buddies till the end, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does go to show that Mister um, Miss Independent is really not gonna. They they would have a very weird relationship. Oh yeah. And so this extended to the traitors too. They they didn't know where Jagatai was gonna go. So Horus obviously wanted him on his side because the master of assault with shock tactics. Absolutely. Of course he wants it's that an easy pick. His. Let's call it illuminated choice of of person to send to convince him to do this was the was the Alpha Legion. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's who he sent to convince the White Scars to join. Didn't work. Or it did work as planned, because it's the Alpha Legion, who knows? Maybe maybe they did it to actually move him over to Chaos. Maybe they were not trying at all and they wanted him to be loyalist. Mm, Alpha Legion. I one. I love the Alpha Legion. <laughs> Two. What the hell was Horus thinking? He had a whole heresy to manage. Cut him some slack. That was probably the only spare he had. Oh. And also, you have to remember, a lot of his stuff was still on Istvan because Jagatai wasn't there. He's not one of the Broken Legions. No, he's not one of the Broken Legions. Yeah, he's perfectly fine. So, I mean, if he, all he has is Mister Sneaky Sneaky, he can at least sneak up to him. Okay, I guess. Fine. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. So Jacketai was actually fairly conservative, holding back for a moment to really figure out where do I want to be and what the hell is going on. Uh, this It was so difficult to place where Jagatai was going to land that some of his own sons misplaced this. They thought Jagatai is going to be a traitor. They didn't say, ah, we're going to be the villains. It was, no, he's going to side with us against the false emperor, which is not what Jagatai wound up doing. However, no. Jagatai is cool, and that is a choice you made independently of me. Wrong. Don't do that again, but you're fine. Which is not how the rest of his brothers 
<laughs> expected Rea that to go. No, reacted. Really? Oh, the rest of the brothers hate, kind of hate the members of their own legion that turn. Because it wasn't, oh, dad is a traitor. We are all traitors. Dad is loyal. We are all loyal. There's, there are loyal iron warriors running around. <laughs> Just assume Purdy's not. Yeah. None to happen. And you can imagine how Perturabo treats them. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack Attack Khan was more understanding. He didn't immediately maim them for this. He wasn't like Perturabo, where I imagine the first time he heard of an Iron Warriors traitor, he's like, okay, okay. We'll see how much you stand by your decision after one round through the Namonculaba. Oh, God. Yeah, that is, that is basically what Perturabo would do. Uh, so, and so while, while when the Khan got back, because the, part of what he was reflecting on, he was also speaking to one of his brothers, a bit of the Lego set known as Magnus because that is something that happens to Magnus sometimes. He breaks into a Lego set um, and is incomplete and there are some pieces still running around today. That's not a joke, by the way. Uh, so he came back, discovered that A, some of my legion has gone traitor because they truly thought that I would be, but that's not what I'm going to do. And B, oh my God, my brothers just all got massacred on Istvan. What is going on? <laughs> and so... They immediately rush to try and catch up because they're, they're on the back foot of the heresy. Uh, don't do a whole ton until they make it to Earth, where they actually do a decent amount. Really? They, yes. They, Jagatai specifically decapitates Mortarian. Huh. Full bore. That didn't last long, though. Did Go, it? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Mortarian's uh, still a player today, so I assume. Yeah, it was, he, beat the, he beat the brakes off of him. Uh, and the White Scars, all in all, were very helpful. However, did not change the result Yay. chaos one imperium zero <laughs> <laughs> uh, and during the great scouring they took this out on the traitors and the eldar mostly the eldar why the eldar the elders are just like what the hell do we have to do with this well they happen to be around their homeworld and by around their homeworld i mean doing dark eldar things on that homeworld Yes. So not, uh, they, they they did deserve it. They did yeah. deserve it. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, the, the craft world Eldar uh, catching some strays there, but... Do you think they're going to bother to make the distinction? No. no. Let's be dead honest here. No. And so that's where the White Scars left off. Dad went off and vanished to keep killing Eldar because... Why not? Misindependent. <laughs> <laughs> and since then, they have been kind of active participants in a lot of wars but not the forefront of a lot of wars if that yeah. makes sense yeah. they helped in the plague wars they were not the stars of the plague wars they helped in the 13th black crusade they were not the stars of the 13th black crusade they helped in the third war for armageddon because man armageddon needs to change its name oh, just leave they've been invaded just leave. more times than any other legion i think just leave because they constantly leave their homeworld unguarded and they were also part of the Arcs of Omen thing. Listen, if I was the mayor of a city named Murder, Massachusetts, I think I brought up Murder, Massachusetts before, and the place kept having serial killers show up and stab a couple people and, and then uh, get caught and, and go, oh, yeah, I, I just like the idea of murdering and murdering Massachusetts. I, I would just... I would just 
decommission the city. Well, the funny thing about just decommission the city. It 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 was it was bad from the start. Why the hell did we name it murder? Just leave. Just the funny leave. thing about Armageddon is it was originally conquered by the emperor from the orcs. So it's technically they just want their stuff back. So it'd be like if you found a town of serial killers, Again. killed all the serial killers, and then took over the town and named it Murder, Massachusetts, and then serial killers kept appearing. Now there's a third serial killer war in, in Murder, Massachusetts. You took my favorite skin. I'm going to take it back. Yes. <laughs> so they've participated in pretty much every just, major offensive. Just leave. Just leave. They will not. Just leave Armageddon. It's they, called Armageddon. Just leave it. No, they're not going to leave. <sighs> That's not how the Imperium works. Actually, the White Scars benefit very heavily from the Imperium's current status quo of eternal battle because they get to do their favorite thing forever. Which is fight. Yeah. Uh, these guys would probably suffer the hardest if the Imperium ever hard won. Because Where'd the fight go? Yeah. See what I mean? Mm. Can we fun. at least keep the fight pits? Yeah, but because of the Imperium's current state of perpetually not losing but perpetually not winning, they're doing great. They're doing awesome. They, they, are, they are having a ball of it despite everyone else not really. You know, when you like what you do, when you like what you do for work, you mm-hmm. you never you never work a day in your life. Yeah, um, they are. Oh God, I just remembered something. Hmm. There's a third Genghis Khan standing. Really, Jagatai Khan, Doombreed, and then Asbaramel. Or those other two. One is the demon I mentioned. Which one is that one? And the other is another demon. No, which one is the, the one? The ones mentioned? that are not Jagatai Khan. Because there's a Jagat Icon. Yes, and then, and then there's two breed, other names that I don't recognize. Doombreed and then uh, Asbaramel. Both demons. Of course. Yeah, both very heavily Khan inspired, let's say. But we'll not outright admit it. Uh, <laughs> some more fun facts about them is uh, back in the day, like every other Legion, they were very, very different from their current iteration. They were more fleet based in the old lore. Um, they also fought the Tyranids quite a few times. Uh, for the, the people who turned traitor because they thought, oh, Jagatai would obviously be a traitor. Like I said, they were forgiven, but it, it's still Space Marine forgiveness. So congratulations, you get to serve in a special company called the Vengeance Company, and you're going to be sent on the hardest missions until you die because that's how you tone. So they got to die doing what they love? Yeah, but it's just like, you're still going to die. And they almost got Mortarian. Really? Yeah. They really wanted to make amends for what they did. They really thought they were making the right call. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They're, they're completely opposing to the Death Guard in every way, who are the slow, steady, just... <sighs> so we've got the tortoise versus the hare situation. And the hare's beating the brakes off the tortoise every time. The Death Guard cannot catch a win against these guys. To save their lives. I like I like tortoises. Uh, well, I like tortoises. This tortoise has a fungal infection. Mm. You really should not be a fan of this tortoise. It is not doing great. Mm, poor it tortoise. Definitely does not brush and floss. That is a fact. Okay, uh, have you? Do they do that normally? Have you ever seen a tortoise brush its own teeth? Fair enough. <laughs> that does. That does wrap up this episode on the White Scars. We're doing the thing. We're doing the thing where you're judging a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Leave the tortoise alone. Well, it can't brush its teeth. It doesn't have opposable thumbs, let alone thumbs. Well, I've not seen anyone asking for a tortoise episode either, so get bent. 
I'd love a tortoise episode. Mm, we'll see if it happens. Uh, was there anything you thought about the white scars? What did you think? Of I, them? I really, really uh, uh, listen. I really love gotta go fast. Um, it, 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 yeah, gotta go, 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 gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Shoot, I should have chosen chili dogs as Jagatai Khan's favorite food in the last episode. <laughs> fast food was funny though. Fast food was funny. I'll take it. Uh, one thing that uh, viewers may or may not know about me, I may have mentioned it before, but I, I, you know, I can relate to the going fast with the wind on my face. Uh, it's very fun. I go out like electric longboarding and I go as fast as I possibly can. Sometimes I crash. Sometimes I don't. There is a video. There's a couple videos from earlier in the year where I am scarred. Oh, yeah, from a longboard accident. Because, and they're not white scars either. <laughs> well, I mean, technically speaking. They're very red. Scars on white. I mean, yeah. They're very red. Uh -huh. But yeah, so I can relate to the whole gotta go fast thing. I really like the gotta go fast thing. I think they're not my first choice if I wanted to be a Space Marine Legion, but mm -hmm. they definitely are very close. Maybe second, but I have yet to learn about all of them in depth. So yeah, I, we haven't I covered them all. I, I love the the the. It is both a blessing and a curse, but also a lot of the legions are leaning into it harder. Um, you're seeing with different chapters, <clears throat> they're taking on different cultures, like uh, the space sharks becoming more Polynesian over time. I would really love if we got to see more different like uh, Asian cultures represented in the various uh, chapters. I think like, I, I would I would love to see just hard proper samurai. Oh yeah, so cool. Do Edo period any form of chap like I mm -hmm. honestly like old Chinese warriors wielding Guandao like come on that's such it's so cool honestly I think you could justify mm -hmm. any form of like culturally inspired chapter for almost any of the legions yeah pretty much like I think honestly you could even give like an Edo period Japanese inspired um uh chapter to the the ultramarine ultramarines. No, they're very, they're very, they're hard Rome. They're hard Italy. Um, if the ultramarines were to build, if the ultramarines were to build a car, it would not start the first time, and the windows would fall off at maximum speed. Because <laughs> Italians make very good-looking cars and good-sounding cars, but not good-running cars. <laughs> trying to think through, because that was maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it would be hard white scars also, because. They're super fast. I would not mind a legion that just does not bother with the weapon thing and just hand to hand. Because listen, Aikido is completely useless. But if anyone could find a use, it would be a Space Marine. Oh, absolutely! Come on, just the full bore. Like, yeah, you're hitting me, but all your force is going right back into you plus mine. <laughs> Which the Space Marine, so that's quite a bit of force. That's a lot of force, right? There's 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 a lot of potential there. Uh, there's a lot of badassery to be had from from those cultures. Absolutely, a hundred and one different ways it could go, uh, and that's not even touching on the Korean stuff too. So, oh, Korean stuff would be cool. I'm just saying, there's options. Korean stuff would be cool. There are options. No, I would love um, to. See oh God, mm, I, I, we've mentioned him before. I can't remember his name, but um, the Emperor of Korea, who uh, literally invented Sejong. Who invented Hangul, the language structure, or the, the, the written sentence structure that they still use today? Mm -hmm. That would be a really good um, uh, 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 Thousand Suns chapter. No, I'll give you that. That'd yeah. be a really cool Thousand Suns chapter. They have more of an Egyptian vibe. I get they have more of an Egyptian vibe, but they do have the very scholarly thing, and, and Sejong was like 
the scholar emperor honestly all of the space marine legions kind of have a, there's a lot of them you can just point on a map where they come from uh without thinking too hard about it yeah like and and i, I do like that because come on Vikings are cool. Put them in space? Dude. Dude. Romans are cool. Put them in space? Dude. It's so, it's, it's such a free and easy, and I'm so gullible. No, actually the first thing, the first thing that my brain went to when, when you said, oh yeah, you could point to something on, uh, uh, on, on Google Maps and it's just like, oh, here's a, uh, a Space Marine chapter that's influenced by that. Mm-hmm. My first thought, my first thought was the uh, Space Sharks doing a, a, a haka while, Horrifying. while Horrifying. like magnetically attached to the top of one of their ships. Oh, they totally would. Oh, and especially, especially considering they could technically do that with one of their psychers and like, because they, they can summon like massive shark maws to eat you. And Dude, dude, a full like display show haka. They're magnetically attached to the top of the ship doing the full routine. And they've got sharks just swimming, holographic uh, psyker images of sharks swimming behind them. That's awesome. And an animation team needs to get on that right now. And this is why 40K persists to this day, because it's so cool. It doesn't need to make sense. It's such good imagery that i don't care i don't care i'm always left wanting more i'm always left wanting more every time i do one of these legions i'm like man damn kind of wish there's more about it'd be cool if there was more there's way way more of this but i get that there's so much to 40k that's like you you to take to flesh every single avenue out would take centuries oh they got time they do and have time. Like 40k doesn't pay. <laughs> they, they have both the time and the funds. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have all of our funds. So. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I, I quite liked them. Uh, I, I was already, I was always pretty fond of them beforehand, but uh, I'm a bit of a car guy too. So I, I, I quite like them even more. Um, though they are the only Legion that leaves me thinking it's a bit, I don't want to say wasted underutilized there are cool concepts they're but a very cool idea i want more yeah. which we can get more dad is not dead he is accounted for like i said you just don't have to hunt the elder and like the lion was asleep for ten thousand years and he was fine gilman was in stasis for ten thousand years and he was fine these primarchs do not seem to have a hard expiration date i assume jagatai is not tired i assume he's been keeping well no no and we didn't even touch on his specific power, the weird, like, super speed he's got going on. Yeah. I'm telling you, they could to- there would be a full Kung Fu Legion, and it'd be horrifyingly cool. I would love to see a... Full Stisticuffs? I would love to see Jagatai Khan doing a full, like, Quicksilver routine. That's vaguely how he sees time. It's, not that, it's not that egregious, but it's, it's a little bit of a... That'd be awesome. He's, he's, it's part of why Mortarian lost. I'd love that. I'd really love that. It's part of why that turtle lost the hair. The hair is really quick. But <laughs> listen, the hair goes so fast that quantum physics breaks down. Yeah. Uh, thank you, as always, for tuning into this episode. Remember, you have the three choices. I almost said four. And one of them will disappear into the ether. I don't know until when. Uh, Caiaphas, the Abhumans, and the Dark Eldar. Make your voices heard. As always, thank you so much for making it to the end of the episode. And thank you for being you. <laughs>